Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Thanks for listening to us and tuning in. Before we get to this week's episode, of course, we want to give the shout out to our sponsors that help us bring it to you for free each and every week. Uh, thank you to Angelo's Pizza, who delivers the pizza for us and provides it for you so that you can purchase it from us at the shows. They're a great sponsor. If you want to try more than their pizza, visit Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks, of course, to Pollyanna DIY, who does some amazing uh, different merchandise that you can purchase, and they've done stuff for us in the past, so make sure you check out Pollyanna DIY. Also, thanks to Smartmark Video, who records all of our shows so that you can watch it back by purchasing DVD or downloading on MP4. And when we talk about download, of course, not only do you do that at smartmarkvideo.com, but you can sign up for independentwrestling.tv. By using the code ABSOLUTE, you get a 20-day free trial and watch all sorts of AIW shows Oh, from the archives. This thing goes back there. The old archives. So as we sit here right now, uh, it is the day after Sekimoto takes Cleveland. So if my voice is strained, that is why. It was a raucous, loud crowd. Uh, so I'm... I'm, I'm uh... I'm a little slow, slow moving today myself. <laughs> I don't know if somebody spiked my drink or or what. I don't know. Uh, on this episode, it's just AIW owner John Thorne and myself, Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts, and uh, we're just gonna preview Absolution 14 for you guys coming up this Friday. As you're listening to this right now, it officially is Absolution Week. <sighs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> it came quick. Uh, yeah, it did come quick for pushing it so far back. It feels like it has snuck up on us pretty quickly. It feels uh, like just yesterday we were stressing out and planning for Jersey City. Yeah, it's just, you know, and like maybe it just came so quick because we added the Sakimoto show, which was not originally on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's, uh, here we are. We're, we're at Absolution Week. Uh, or I guess we could, this will be, I guess our pre, our hype episode or pre, are we going to, I don't know. I'm not feeling too hype. I, you know, I was going to say, we don't really have the energy to bring the hype right now. Uh, it's, it's at the Odeon in downtown Cleveland. What an awesome, uh, thing that's turned into for us. I think when you talk to the fans who are there in person, they love the feel that it gives off. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, it's, that has turned into, a pretty good relationship you know um it's it's right in the heart of downtown cleveland i mean uh, it's pretty much centrally located for people from coming east or west side yeah um you know and like i was worried about the you know the paying the park situation and all that but like I mean, I'm paying five bucks to park you know what i mean it's not that yeah. bad five yeah. bucks is five bucks isn't that bad yeah there's a lot of um parking down there because it's kind of the older part of the flats and so there's a lot of parking that's walking distance that is very inexpensive compared to other places around right downtown. Like, you know if you're going to the queue or something you're paying you know 30 40 bucks yeah and it's a little you know it's honestly it's a little bit of a trade-off because you think about our show last night at the winchester and you talk about parking it's, it's free but there was not like it was right a mess you're yeah. blocks and blocks away and stuff so it's it's that trade-off. Like, yeah, you're paying five bucks, but you're a lot closer than, and you're not 
swooping around or trying to find parking wherever. Yeah, I, th- I think if we go back to the Winchester, like I would recommend to a lot of the fans, you know, that is definitely like an Uber Lyft sort of. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent situation. Because I mean, that's if you go anywhere in Lakewood, though. There's never there's nowhere to park in Lakewood. Yeah, that's just it. Just is what it is. But it's also that I mean, it being a smaller venue that that helps us out a little bit. But uh, so as we look into. Absolution storylines and things have started to uh, take shape, and uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that people are looking forward to. Do you? I hope so. I mean, that's the plan, right? Is it like people yeah, look I forward mean, to it? They are. I, you know, I'll tell you. We'll we'll lead off with this. Uh, the guys from Forty Acres. Well, well, e- well even oh, before you, even before you lead off, you know, I will say that um, you know uh, we did do a lot of tiered seating for Absolution, which. Yes. You know, all of the tiers sold out, but we do have a general mission, which is if, you know, it's no different than, you know, if you've been coming to AIW on a general mission ticket forever, um, other than you just can't sit on the stage. The stage was, you know, was priced differently this time. But uh, so there are plenty of general mission tickets left as of right now. You which know? we should mention. Oh, by the way, the, the tier pricing is something. You know, we listen to the feedback that we get from fans, and there are many people who had suggested and asked about something for that because stage being general admission, but they are some awesome seats, realistically, in that venue. So we have plenty of people who said, hey, I kind of would like to sit up there if I kind of pay an extra $5 or whatever. I mean, I had people come up to me at some point asking me how they sit in the VIP section Yeah, because how much they have to pay. Yeah, because some people don't have time to get there that early you yeah know what i mean so uh we did uh we did kind of make it an, an option and you know I, I went back and forth on that option because uh, it's like it's like when i go to the movies now i kind of hate that like i have to go online and buy my ticket and pick my seat in advance like i hate that because i think it takes away from the movie experience but then also when i do it i'm just like oh like i don't have to get there i you know, a half hour early. Like, yeah, now I can relax a little I bit. Just, so, like, I see both sides of it, you know, but uh, I definitely think there are those people that love getting there early because they want to run and get their seat. And, yeah. you know, it's like part of the experience for them. But there are other people that have, you know, things to do, and they would like to have those seats too. They just cannot do it. So, you know, we, we, we put the option out there as a – this was kind of like a, uh, a test run to see, you know, if there was interest. And, in, you know, those stage seats sold out, like – in like a day or two so yeah those sold fast uh, did those sell i think those may have sold quicker than the front row uh front front row went we'll more of the front row yeah front row but front row went like very very quickly which is it probably went the fastest it's, it's gone in quite some time is that crazy to you because i know we sit here we do a lot of these episodes where you're stressed out but here we are at this point absolution we don't have a big uh, meet and greet signing thing. You know, we didn't book an Arn Anderson or somebody else that we've done in the past with an Absolution, but tickets have been hot sellers. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I guess I'll I'll mention that is you know we definitely did try to book yeah hundred percent a, a big meet and greet because you know that is kind of the tradition of Absolution and it just I I could not find any availability you know and then. Um, I, I kept looking into it and kept looking into it and, you know, I just kept striking out and, you know, it's just one of those things like we have to roll with it and, and see what happens. I guess we can't always do, we can't always do a, a big meet and greet. I, I definitely did try though to get, 
get a meet and greet guy and it just it, it, or girl <laughs> but uh it just didn't yeah work we did out. try that too and uh you know it's like let's see what happens and let's kind of see if people understand that this is the biggest show no matter who's there and i mean tickets are good you know tickets aren't uh like the arn anderson good yet you know what i mean but we still have right. a week to go they're very tickets are selling pretty pretty well but you know i, I just wanted to address that like some some people were like oh you know i uh, thinking maybe it's sold out or close to sold out like no we have a lot of general admission tickets left so oh yeah you know like plenty of room to fill there if you go and if you go on shop.airwrestling.com and uh you could you could buy a ticket right now and i think if we're gonna make any sort of plea to you fans it is this you know we are trying to show how big we are because don't forget we're streaming it on fight tv as well and we want to show out to the people who are streaming it so we have so many people who ask us, man, why don't you guys do even more and go even bigger and, and whatnot? Well, here we are, you guys, with no huge name uh, meet and greet to come pull you in. It's just AIW at its core, and this is what we do. It's our biggest show of the year. So show up, you know, show to people that right. this and, is what we are. And, you know, if you aren't, uh, you know, making the trip in or you know, a local Clevelander, so to speak, uh, please order it on fight TV because, you know, I, I saw, I saw a lot of this this morning when I was reading feedback from the Sakimoto show and it's like, I wish this was streamed. I wish this was streamed. It's like, there are additional expenses that go into streaming that people don't understand. Sure. And you know, so we need to do, it's like, I don't know how, like, I guess the, for like lack of a better term, we have to do a good buy rate, so to speak, on fight, you know. And we did fairly well uh, for Jaylet, you know, and not like a blow away, but we did decent enough to where it was like, okay, now let's uh, we could do this absolution show as well. And yeah. then you know, if 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 this does good, you know, maybe there will be more streams. But it's really a matter of the support being there because you know. Uh, fight's not going to open up their servers for a show that's going to, you know, right. three people are going to watch. Yeah. And, you know, it, it also comes with additional expenses through SmartMark Video, and, you know, uh, there has to be more production people involved. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just like any way that you could support the show this Friday is greatly appreciated because it it, it, it is kind of a risk going in without the big meet-and-greet thing, you know, because that does help get the casual fan through the door. Yeah, so if you guys want to help us <laughs> grow, so even more casual fans can discover us, uh, support. You know, that's a, that's the the best thing that I could tell you. Yeah, and I, you know, I do think that we've done a good job of establishing a roster and new people, and you you know, uh, you'll see that when we break this card down. And uh, I do think it's a very diverse card with you know some intriguing matchups, and uh, we are. I think pretty set up as of now to when the industry really starts to change in the fall. Like I think that we are in a, a good spot to, you know, be yeah. okay. As long as, you know, as long as people continue to support and, you know, come to the live events and buy the streams, if there's a stream, like, you know, I think, you know, it's not, we're, we're not looking at like some of the doom and gloom that some of the other indie wrestling promotions are, are, you know, looking at right now. Which is 
nice, which is thanks to all of you guys who have been supporting us uh, throughout this time and obviously through things that we've set up, like the school and things we've talked about uh, on these shows in the past. Um, so I guess let's talk about the card a little bit. I was starting to say, let's start with this 40 Acres group of uh, PB Smooth, AJ Gray, and Trey Lamar taking on the production. And this is kind of a more recent storyline, but people are already pumped about it because 40 Acres has, they've done their job and they've done nothing but piss people off for the last couple months at shows coming out and challenging guys, just beating people down. And the production somehow, try as they might, trying to be as evil and devilish as possible when they have matches, uh, has a lot of, I don't know, positive vibes behind them, I guess, for lack of better terms. And, and you know, well, I'll say this, behind like, on that. What, I, what I noticed about the production is, is, you know, a production were, you know, obviously booked and placed as heels. But they were doing so much creative things that it was like they were like the heels that like people liked. It was just yeah. like, oh, you know, these are guys are good heels. But it's like, well, then they're not really heels. You know what I mean? Right, like right. You're the, they're the guys that you like. like. Yeah. They're doing what you think is a good heel, which it's kind of like this weird like, you know, like, uh, I don't know if like oxymoron is the right description, but it's like, it's like they're doing what, you know, they're supposed to be doing, yeah. which makes you like them. But the fact that you like them makes them not what they're supposed to be doing. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So it's like, uh, I, I've, I've seen this for a while and it's like, Oh man, the production are like, they're, they're so cool, you know? And like, but they're the, they're the bad guys. And like, we love that they're the bad guys. And it's like, well, then that means they're baby faces. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, uh, it, and you know, not all these stories or anything need, a gigantic build and it was you know like there was an altercation at jail it and then yeah eddie, eddie comes out with a, a broken ankle even and then you know at the winchester on thursday night you know they they kind of rolled in and made the challenge and uh the people were excited for it you know i've I, yeah i read some reviews that were like uh saying you know they don't they don't like the production as baby faces and this and that and i was like obviously you know if you were there at the Winchester Thursday night, I mean, the people, they were yeah, hot for it. They, they really were. They were ready for uh, PB and Trey to get theirs uh, without AJ Gray being uh, being there at the show. So, I mean, this is, like I said, this is one that quickly took form, but people are pumped about it. So, yeah, they will be doing a, a six-man tag this Friday night. So this has, I guess, even though this is the first match we're talking about, does this have the opportunity to be potentially a show sealer or something that people talk about i mean i th you know because there's like, a lot going on there are so many different styles just in the guys that are in this match this is what this is what i'll, I'll say is you know as we break this card down you'll know what the you know the quote-unquote like main events are or whatever you know yeah. like uh, not everything on the card can be a main event and i think that placement is a motivator for quite a few people, mm -hmm. especially these guys who are, you know, outside of Danhausen and AJ Gray, pretty much all homegrown through the AW school. And yeah, uh, you know, you could you could even somewhat take credit for for AJ Gray kind of being a, a homegrown product of AIW. So I, I think that makes all of these guys very 
very hungry to show out because you know they want to be they want to be at the top of the card next year yeah absolutely yep uh so let's talk about uh as we go into this a singles match here that just really does it has no storyline this is probably the one match that we have no story behind other than these two guys wanted to be involved in absolution and that's swaggle and joey janella yeah you know this was uh this was just kind of one of those ideas that started as a little bit of a joke and then kind of took shape um the thing is you know with the with the aew schedules and and all this you know other stuff and um you know what bookings they can take what bookings they can't take etc um i'd been talking with joey for this for a while and it was like you know he kept kind of seeing like how the schedule played out and as things came together and um you know finally about two weeks ago three weeks ago he was like yeah i can do it and um you know i i was just kind of busting swaggles balls and uh, about it and uh he's like oh he's like really he's like seriously he's like i I would love to do that match and uh you know my pitch kind of the joy janela was is like hey man if this is the last time let, let's let's do one last weird freak show booking for you uh, yeah on your way out of the independence just, and uh, just be entertaining as hell you know so you know that's where that's where we're at and i think you know joey janela is always motivated to uh steal a show and uh hornswoggle you know another guy that is constantly looking for you know that uh, that new life you know what i mean to where yeah you know letting people know that you know he's not just the the WWE guy that you saw on, on television hiding underneath the ring. So he's always kind of looking to prove himself. Uh, and I think, you know, this is, this is an absolution match. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the kind of match that uh, people tend to expect from an and, absolution. You know, I will, I will say, you know, for the AEW guys on, on the show, which is, uh, you know, Joey Janela and MJF, uh, win, lose, or draw on Friday night as, as of this moment, this will be the their last time in AIW. So, um, if you want to come and see these guys, support these guys. Maybe you've never come to see these guys live. Now's the time, or or else you know you could go take your chances going and seeing them in a big arena when AEW is touring for television. You know, yeah, like so this is you can wait your, and and sit all the way back in a crowd. This of is your chance to come ten thousand, yeah, come and meet these guys, see these guys. Uh, in a more intimate um, situation than when you know they're doing these big arena tours, which is going to start in the fall. Uh, a great point with that. So I want to talk about this because I I have to ask a question with it as we talk about new storylines quickly developing. The newest of them, the young Zach Thomas, is going to take on Nick Gage. And last night or Thursday night at uh, – Sakimoto takes Cleveland. Nick Gage says this is going to be a death match. John Thorne, is this going to be a death match? I mean, I, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> that wasn't the plan. So I don't know. You know, like I, I think Nick Gage was just in the moment. He, well, so Zach Thomas comes out uh, in our main event. It was a six-man tag, and Nick Gage was uh, teamed with uh, Matt Justice and uh, Dominic Garini. And Zach Thomas bashes him 
over the head with a, a broken piece of a door and that and costs looked, the match. That looked brutal. Oh, so, yeah. so brutal at like after the fact after the show was over, I was talking to Nick Gage and there was a splinter of the door sticking out right underneath his eye and oh, I was like God. so disgusted and scared for that. Like <laughs> and it I don't even know if he thought knew it was there, but it was like it was like not like a little piece either. Like it was like, you know, like the fucking door was like just implanted right underneath his eye. And he was just oh. having a conversation. Like it wasn't he even has no idea. He had no idea it was there. And I was ah. like, this, I've seen some like brutal things in my time. And I was like, this is really making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And this is, so this is one of those uh, subtle things in terms of where did this come from you really you got to pay attention to everything that you watch because if you go back to jail it night two these guys are in a four-way in that second round uh nick gage ends up winning zach is you know beaten to shit and kind of slowly making his and way he towards pins, he pins zach he pins zach yeah and zach's slowly making his way towards the back he's on the outside of the ring rather than going back up the ramp nick wanted to go through the crowd zach's in his way so he just rails him yeah just throws him right into the rails with uh, and zach i guess feels that's a little bit of a disrespect and, and that was and that is go. one of those subtle things to where you know if you're paying attention you see this match coming a mile away, but you know, if you're yeah. just casually watching, you're not going to, you're not going to see where this came from. And, you know, Zach Thomas, we released it on the podcast feed. He, you know, voices his opinions, uh, on why he wants a match with Nick Gage. And, uh, you know, last night he came and he made his presence felt in the main event. What is it? Uh, you always say, John Thorne, what do we do here at AIW? We're making movies. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, I guess it's going to be a death match. Is that what do you think? Is that final, I don't know, man. You get it's final like say. There's so there's so much Violence? stuff that's going to be violent on this show. Yeah. It's like I'm a little worried about the overkill on the brutality, but I guess it's really going to be up to the fans. I, you know what I mean? Like if they show up with some stuff and some stuff gets used, some oh, stuff now gets that used. You've said that, and somewhere, young Caden is has heard that and already has gone into a different room to see what he's got to make weapons out of. Well, whatever, whatever happens, don't bring any fucking glass because it's, I don't want to clean it up. No glass folks. Keep it at that. And we don't want any of that spooky light tube juice floating around in the Odin. Yeah. No light tube smoke, spooky, no glass. spooky light tube smoke. The only smoke we want is from the fog machine. All right. Or Pat Franklin's vape pen. <laughs> Should that too. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep these uh, singles matches, well, a lot of singles matches, I guess, in here. But Another big singles match that you know we don't really have to spend a lot of time on is Dominic Greeny versus Tim Donst, Submit or Surrender. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it because the buildup, you know, as discussed, went over a little bit on their time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Dominic Greeny, this is kind of his established match right now. The Submit or Surrender situation typically gets very violent like a lot of things on this card and uh tim donst is no slouch when it comes to absolution uh wish i had in front of me like an exact number of his absolution appearances but uh he always uh he always comes correct on absolution you know you don't have to look any further than last year uh to realize that as him and joy janela pretty much stole the show in their ladder match um 
but yeah, you know, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one and uh, we can move on to the rest of the card because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So Dominic Greeny, Tim Donst, this is all the time you're getting on this podcast. Uh, now let's go to the other AEW guy on the card, MJF, taking on Big Twan Tucker. And before we even talk about the dynamic of these two, you had other plans in mind for this, right? Yeah, initially we were going to do, um, we were going to build to MJF and Josh Prohibition here. Uh, it was going to start at Keep Their Heads Ringing, where it was going to be MJF versus Josh Prohibition. And then, uh, you know, poor Josh Prohibition, man. He's so upset that he kind of got bumped off the card. <laughs> and he, he let it be, he made me feel like absolute shit yesterday, all day long. Uh, you know, saying he's going to bring a trampoline absolution and jump on it like Dennis Stamp. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that card change, which then changes that. And then Josh Prohibition uh, was unable to do the jail at weekend because of a personal commitment. He had to do, I think he had to go to like a family wedding or something. Yeah, I think he went to a wedding. Uh, and then this Twan thing happens organically, you know, through all this NXT stuff. NXT and Twan, I, I just told him, I said, you got to, I had to pull the trigger on Twan, man. You know, it's just like the people, the people wanted it. Oh, it's very call- hard when MJF is out there and he is the heelist of heels and he's got Twan by his side, but everybody's chanting NXT Twan. How does Twan become an evil henchman at that point? Right. And it's just like, you know, that was, it was one of those things where it's like, you got to call the audible, you know what I mean? And, uh, the card is the the card is going to change. It's the name of this podcast. It it's, a, it's the name of the game, and the card for Absolution changed. You know, the second the second Tuan came out at, at Jaylet Night One, which was I believe the week of uh, the him tapings. him taping his yeah. NXT stuff. He taped it the night before, the Thursday yep. night before. Uh, he was just the a made man, you know, and it's just like wh- whatever you want to say about WWE or NXT, they gave Twan a gift, you know what I mean? And like, hundred percent, yeah. It, and uh, it is, it is essentially made his career right now. And the fact that you know now Twan is one of the most over guys in the company, and you know, to prove it wasn't a fluke, last night at the Winchester, Twan, the people were going nuts as soon as yeah. Twan walked through the curtain. And I was going to say, we'll talk more about that when we talk about that show, but a uh, hell of a match he had with Ethan Page and everybody going crazy for him last night. Uh, so this one, of course, Jaylet, again, Jaylet night two. Uh, not night two, night one, actually. Night one, uh, Twan inadvertently causes yes, the loss one. for MJF against Savio Vega. MJF does uh, some dirty things. The Chuan does him dirty, even spits on him. And uh, I'll tell you what, if there's a guy I'm not going to spit on in AIW because of the intensity that I feel like is going to follow, uh, Nick Cage is an obvious one, but uh, I don't think I'm spitting on Big Twan. No, he's, you know, he's he's deceivingly very big. Like, yeah. I don't think people realize how Big Twan actually is. And then when that rage hits. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be the one to fire him up for negative purposes. And that's exactly what MJF has done. Uh, Ethan Page compared him to Ahmed Johnson yesterday, and he meant it in the most positive of positive ways. And Oh, yeah. Uh, I see it. I see it 100%. Pearl, Pearl River Plunge is a, a plenty, I hopefully, on Friday night. <laughs> we'll, 
we'll see if uh, in, in Tuan's words, he gets that pin, gets that win. Yeah, and you know, like I said, MJF, you know, obviously this guy is going to go on to. He's on his way to superstardom, you know what I mean? AEW has already renegotiated his contract and signed him for uh, multiple more years, and they have not even started their television product yet. So uh, he he is obviously a guy that is going to be a major player in this new company. And, uh, you know, this Friday night you could see him, you know, locally live for the last time, at least on this scale. And I think that, you know, that's important to you know for people to come and and realize that you know so many people see have seen all the clips or whatever of all these guys that are on monday night raw and this and that and yeah and wwe and it's like well now there's this new company and it's it's gonna kind of be the same thing you know and it's just like yeah you you, You, could come experience it instead of watching a clip you know on youtube later you've got the opportunity to come on friday and be you know watching this guy inside the ring from 100 feet away, you know, that close, you could see the sweat on everybody and, and everything. And then and a few months later, in October, I think it is, they said they're going to be on TV. Watch them on television. And you could sit there just a few months and be like, oh, wow, three months ago, I just watched this guy in a match from like 100 feet away with only five or 600 people, which right. I say only, but that's a lot for the audience. We packed that out. But, you know, compared to an arena, of right. course. Uh, much smaller and more intimate. As well, you I said. hope there's five or six hundred people there Friday night. You know, we still. Was, I know. I'm hoping we still got. You know, listen. I keep saying we still it, got some tickets to sell. You pushing know? you guys to buy those tickets. I want to. I want my. This is what I want all week. I want that. I want that. Uh, that Eventbrite notification app going off on my phone all week. This you week. want that battery to die out every day. Every because day. Just go because. <laughs> Because that's, that's the thing that, you know, another thing is some people were a little disappointed in the switch to Eventbrite and. Uh, it is just so much better for us from an analytical standpoint and a being able to know hard numbers on everything. And it's like every time a ticket is ordered, like I get a notification on an app and you yeah. know it tells me like who did it, like who bought them, how many, and you know how many we have total sold and how many are left available, but you know before we sell out. So uh, yeah, I want that thing going off all week because. As good as tickets have have sold initially in that first burst, we're still you know we're still a ways away from the from the five six hundred. So, uh, you know, let's let's pack it out on Friday night, please. Turn people away at the door? Never. Uh, I mean, we haven't yet, but <laughs> you know, you never know. And also, you know, a good comp- good company um, will party. be hosting the after party as, as always, and you know there could be. A couple surprises showing up that may only be available for you to meet at Good Company later that night. We'll see what happens. Oh wow! How about that? And it's you know, speaking of Good Company, that's that's turned into being such a great uh, partnership. And shout out to Jonah there for for helping us with that. And of course, Pat Franklin setting all that up to begin with. But uh, we had a blast at the Fun House. But man, what a partnership this has been! You know, I got to do a sit down interview with Philly Marino and we filmed that there so there's just so many different things now that we're able to do uh, that we couldn't before with a a restaurant or a location like right. that you know it's it's kind of they've welcomed us with open arms and yeah. it's not just like a hey we want to make money off of you sort of thing uh, which is which is a nice change of pace because you know like 
as many relationships that we've set up and you know we've we've helped establishments and they some aren't necessarily as appreciative as others and uh, it, it is nice to be appreciated for you know what we could do for them and what they do for us it's a very good mutual partnership and i should say before anybody insinuates anything the funhouse is not one of those that didn't appreciate us they loved us and and we love going there uh we just we found you know we were able to cultivate this partnership with good company and and expand upon it more than just after parties and, and do other things right. so it just worked out a little bit better than the funhouse but they were always great to us uh stash the owner there always said if you guys ever need a reference and somebody's giving you a hard time and doesn't understand what you would mean uh give them my information have them call because i'd be happy to to uh tell them how you would impact their business uh so back to the card here uh let's talk about mance warner and jock samson with the duke in jock's corner what a what a full circle thing for duke and jock samson absolution yeah i know and uh you know this is one of those things to where jock has not been around for a while and uh i thought it was a perfect way to kind of you know have this whole thing come to a head uh and this whole incident you know it, i don't know if people saw duke's promo uh where duke expressed his personal just distaste for mance uh I felt and, like he was wasted money and uh you know uh, i'll i'll actually probably put that on the podcast feed this week uh just the audio of it so you can hear it uh because I don't know how many of you follow the Duke because he exclusively released it on his own personal Twitter account. <laughs> uh, because the Duke twelve seventy nine the fi- the file was was too large as he was trying to send it to me uh, from San Diego Comic Con, so he just uploaded it. Uh, but yeah, you know, basically the Duke is uh, a little upset at Mance Warner's uh, newfound superstardom outside of AIW and uh, not getting invited along for the ride. Yeah, he's he's uh, none too pleased about it. Figures his money is what uh, bought Mance Warner some superstardom, and uh, he, you know didn't get enough bang for his buck. And so, he's a little upset that he he wasn't sitting at that table at Starcast with him in Vegas. And Jock Samson a little upset that he's not going along for the ride either. These guys are supposed to be a team. So so, so Duke's Duke's line was, uh, you know, Mance Warner was a heavy favorite to win the J Lit and. You know, he makes his way all the way to the finals, and Duke said, God giveth, God taketh away, which I think is a little fucked up. Duke's referring to himself as God, but, yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. Does it surprise you, though? No, not one bit. <laughs> not if one bit. If he is God, what does that make Jock Samson? I don't know. I, I don't Who's second in line to God, dude? I don't know. I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. Who's Jesus? God's fucking that, hired gun? I'm, that, not, I'm not a big Bible guy. What's the Father, Son, Holy, is Jock Samson the Holy Ghost? Maybe, because you go Father, Son, okay. Holy Ghost or something, right? I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a good nickname, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, but, you know, uh, they're going to do a little bunkhouse brawl. Not exactly sure what that will entail. I think it just means that there's probably going to be... A lot of punches. Lots of punches and uh, hard-hitting and maybe some belt whips and, uh, you what's, know. What's the over-under on unprotected chair shots to Duke? <sighs> Man, I don't know, to be honest <laughs> with you. 
His fucking brain's got to be a little scrambled these days. <laughs> well, he just called himself God. <laughs> I think he meant it too. Feeling himself at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, is this? I'm going to give you the opportunity here. This is a long, long term, long form storytelling at its finest. Right? You planned this a long time ago. The, that, this has been this has been planned, man, since Jock and uh, Man started tagging. So. And and even before that, when you watched uh, Jock and the Duke at Absolution tear the house down, yes, folks, that happened. You said to yourself, "You know what? I'm gonna find a way I I, that I they end know. up on the I, same side." I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I uh, <laughs> went that. I think you're giving me a little too much credit there, but it, it, you know, you, you can kind of find little ways to make it make the story make sense if you look at the past. What uh, what Absolution was that? Ooh. The bull rope match? I want to say seven or eight, I think. It's okay. on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I was trying to think if there was a... Just a, look up Jack Samson versus the Duke, uh, and uh, it'll come up. It is a very good match. One of Ethan Page's favorite matches uh, of all time. People, a lot of people, you know, like even uh, Chris Dickinson says that's one of the greatest matches he ever saw live in his life. You wow. Know? A lot of people have... That were there uh, and experienced that said that because nobody had any ex- expectations for those guys, and I think that's why they are so bitter. Is because still all these years later, nobody has expectations for them. Uh, well, last time that happened, we we Mance, got that it, match. So and Mance Warner really is an incredible story. You know, if you think about his history in AIW uh, and the fact that you know he just started showing up and doing ring crew, and I believe it was Absolution two years ago where he was just a, a lumberjack in the Britt Baker Hornswoggle uh, lumberjack fans bring the weapons match. Yeah. Um, he just kind of went, went out there and uh, you know, that was his first introduction and he was just there setting the ring up, you know what I mean? And he went out there with other students and things to be a lumberjack. And uh, you know, now here he is in one of the marquee matches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had a debuted debut match with us was out at uh music links i think it was still music links not to kill jacks at that yeah. point or whichever but against uh joshua bishop and yeah here he is man he and how about this he and mjf both uh debuted out there which is us. which is pretty incredible because you know like those are considered you know these bar shows are considered quote-unquote b shows but you know we've we've discovered some of the you know best young rising talent at you know at these shows yeah and found a way to work them into the roster you know mj mjf did debut at music links or tequila jacks or whatever it was called at that time um so yeah it's uh it is a pretty interesting story if you really looked at the history of of it all all right so from there uh let's get into our three different title matches that we have uh, first one being the tag title match, PME, taking on 2Infinity and beyond. And if you need uh, caught up on this, it's been a rivalry for, I, gosh, gosh, I don't know, uh, the better part of a year now, at least hell on earth. But uh, they crossed paths some other times. And then uh, PME, you would think that their opportunities ran out, but they win the Chandler Biggest Memorial Tag Team Tournament and they get to call their shot. And, you know... <clears throat> seek out this I might just upload it for free honestly this week this uh, the match from keep their heads ringing with 
uh, you know, PME and to infinity and beyond. This is just, I, I was, so I'm building, trying to do the, the hype videos and build them so that of course you guys can watch them this week. And I was working on the, uh, this match, the show, uh, the other day and I couldn't help myself. I watched the whole match. It's so good. It's great. Yeah, it is. It is classic tag team wrestling. Um, just done at its at its absolute finest. Uh, somebody somebody recently compared, I think, uh, to Infinity and Beyond to the uh, said that they're like the modern day Midnight Express uh, because they're just so good at everything they do and they just raise the stock of everyone they work with and um, yeah, it, it's it's so true. You know, like PME another uh, another team product of you know going through the the AW school and um just kind of finding a way to endear themselves to the to the AW crowd and um that guy I was think so hot during that match I, too I literally think if to infinity and beyond wins we could have a riot on our hands I've seen a lot of posts. I thought that we were going to have that happen at Keep Their Heads. I've seen a lot of posts and tweets to say, you know, if if PME loses, we riot. So, you know, I I'll only know it's real if we have one of those banners hanging from uh, the rafters, like when uh, Cena uh, wrestled Rob Van Dam at the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this one is uh, these guys really don't like each other at this point. Yeah, and I think this is going to be one of the most heated matchups of the whole the whole night. It's, I mean, definitely, you know, definitely one of the main main attractions of the whole evening. We've we've talked about you know stories uh, on this card that were quick to build to this, and this is one that, uh, as we said, has been building for a long time. At Hell on Earth, PME loss. Uh, Philly is one of the guys that gets pinned at Jersey City. Then they lose it. Keep their heads ringing. Now they present themselves with this title shot. And don't forget, it had, uh, in the Chandler Biggest Memorial Tag Team Tournament, Colin and Cheech got thrown out. They were in the finals. But Cheech uses uh, one of the tag titles to, uh, I don't remember if it was Philly or Marino, but eventually I think both, crush them both in the head with it. And Dave the Potato says, no way, pal. You're out of here. Baby so, face turn for the potato. Yeah. Calling, calling it like it should be called. He did a great job there. Fans will still never support him, though. No, <laughs> he calls know. it. He's the only ref that really uses his referee's discretion for disqualifications and everything else. And that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. Tom Dunn's got just, the loosest of the rules. The probably. people just can't get behind the potato, man. He calls it right down the middle. He does. You know, he does. A, he's been doing a great job as of late. I'm, I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm putting the potato over on the podcast, but uh, he's been doing an excellent job at, at the refereeing as of late, and. Folks, you just gotta you gotta give credit where credit's due. Right down the middle. I'm not saying you gotta like the guy, but give credit where it's due. All right. Uh, but yeah, this is gonna be man. I don't. I, I'm looking forward to this whole card. But this is obviously one that's. Uh, this is one back to that match. It keeps their heads ringing. If this is anything like that, there are certain matches and moments where you're sitting there and you just get the goosebumps and you feel the energy of the crowd going into the match and the match giving them energy right back and that was one of them and if you do watch this uh when thorne uploads it you better turn that volume all the way up because the crowd is hanging on to 
every single moment in that match. Let's hope, you know, they they do it again. Yeah. Friday night. Well, these guys, PME is going to need the support. They've yet to yet to defeat to Infinity they Beyond at win. any point in time. They can never seem to win the big one. That's yeah. That's that's the story here. And look, uh, during intermission at Jayla, Cheech said it. They, I think he said they are career killers or they end. They don't just, you know, win matches. They end tag teams. Crazy pain. They beat. Gone. Uh, no consequences. No longer a team. So he's he's got uh he's got some ammunition when he says that. And so you're saying called, this Friday night could be the last time we ever see PME as a team in AIW? I mean, who knows? That's a cliffhanger. That's that's what Cheech says he does. And to his point, when I was sitting down and we were doing the interview, Marino was getting hot, and I watched Philly try to kind of. Like coax him or hold him back, and Marino wanted none of it. There's, there's some hostility there on both sides, but you can see it definitely starting to build oh. uh, on PME. So yeah, I am a little worried. Interesting. I, I don't think the fans would be the only ones that riot. I don't. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. So from there, let's go into uh, as we talk about intensity, the intense title match. Joshua Bishop, your current intense champion. Uh, of course, with Maserati was Barkley in his corner, taking on Matthew Justice, and uh, you couldn't just have a straight up match on this one, could you? No, we're going false count anywhere here, uh, and we're just gonna see what happens. Now, last time we did that with these two, it it did not end well. Well, I hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously these guys have been feuding for quite some time, and. You know, this is we're gonna see, or we're we're gonna see what happens when all the dust settles on Friday night. Now, interesting thing here, if you're a fan, and I know some people are, Matt Justice could have the opportunity to capture two titles on Friday night if he really wanted to. Yeah, he does have the cash in available. He's got the cash in from winning the Jaylet, so he he could win the intense title back. Uh, but something tells me, or he could split. He could split the odds, and you know, yeah, he could or lose he could, that, or he then, could, or he could lose trying to go for two titles, or he could not try to go for the absolute title. You never know. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of uh, question marks there. But something tells me after this match uh, with Josh Bishop, if it's anything like any of their others, or any point in time that they even when they were just in the six man tag last night, these, these you want to talk about two people who love to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that was it was it was rough. It, it was rough and rowdy in there at the Man, Winchester. There's hatred there, but it's like they love that animosity towards each other. I I don't know. I think they both feel that the animosity brings the best out of both of them. You know what I mean? So okay. it just like keeps and the bar just keeps getting raised. And there's Wes Barkle just keeps sticking his face in the middle of it at times, and he might get what's coming to him Friday night. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> No, there, there was West a... Wes Barkley fan favorite. There was a rumor that Wes Barkley was going to be in a cage at one point, but, uh, you know, look, folks, we're just... We don't got the budget for that. Yeah, we don't have that money. You put five, 600 we people in there consistently, maybe we start to work we don't on got, the budget. We, we don't got the money to suspend a shark cage above the Odeon. No. But it was discussed at one point. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think Matt Justice will have 
I could be wrong because he's just a maniac. I don't know if he has the energy to uh, to go through this intense title match and then and then cash in. But uh, who his knows? Car, his car was stolen last night. All his wrestling gear was also stolen. Could have been Bishop and Barkley. So maybe he's trying to get two paydays here. Could have been Bishop, Bishop and Barkley. They could be doing a little Ooh. mental warfare there. You think so? I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Guess we're gonna have to see what happens after if the police ever show up to investigate the crime scene. Yeah, I mean, the car was just the truck was just left, which. Obviously, if you want to point said, fingers, all they did is they just stole his wrestling gear. Yeah, and his merch. You look at a guy like Maserati, West Barkley, all that money. He doesn't need. He doesn't need the truck. It could just be the mental game they're playing. You're you're absolutely right. Similar to when uh, I don't know what he's going to wrestle it on Friday. And I have any boots. Probably took notes from Hot Sauce Entertainment. Yeah, like what they did with the Weird World. World with that car accident that one time. <laughs> so. Like I said, a lot of question marks there with regards to Matt Justice and and what the future holds for him and what goes around his waist, uh, literally, uh, with whether it be titles or currently gear, gear, I guess, wrestling gear. Uh, we'll find all that out on Friday. And then that leads us into your absolute title match, uh, your champion, Tom Lawler, taking on the gauntlet for the gold winner, Eddie Kingston. And uh, what was a mutual respect has breaking down <laughs> really turned into something here. I I don't even know how to describe the the poem or whatever that Tom Lawler uh, put out. <laughs> it's uh, you'll have to seek that one out, folks. It is it's something. It's but it's intense. If you have not seen it. <laughs> the extreme poet Tom Lawler. Yeah, a little bedtime story is what it was. He was getting in his bed there. And reads the story. Looks like a comfy bed, I'll tell you that. It, it really did, actually. Uh, All that Dana White money. So, uh, you know, these two have just been mouthing off to each other nonstop. Eddie Kingston tried to throw a chair at Tom Lawler. At yeah, you know, it really, it really broke down in, during the Jaylet stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anytime there was some downtime, it seemed like they were just taking shots and bickering at each other. A little bit on Twitter, even leading into that. And and then they just they kept going. Eddie then what night two running his mouth and then Tom Lawler comes down and gets in the ring, gets face to face with him. And we'd gotta get in there and separate these two. And, and then next thing you know, Tom Lawler jumps on the microphone during intermission, uh uh on on fight TV and says how he, he feels. Says Eddie King, it's not his fault Eddie Kingston waited for his last year of his career to actually give a damn. Yeah, and then, you know, it's, you, know, it's you, know, you know what else is interesting about this whole ordeal is Eddie Kingston is, is kind of going back on this retirement stuff a little bit uh, and saying, like, well, he he said he would only, he would just stop working some places. Yeah. Uh it's very, it's very interesting. You know, he said he wouldn't stop AIW until he wins the absolute title. That's what he said at Gauntlet. And Eddie Kingston is a guy again who could never really win the big one in AIW. Uh, but the, it, it's a very interesting dynamic. And uh, Eddie Kingston, a, a guy who is usually very, uh, I guess. Vocal, very vocal mm -hmm. is uh, could be experiencing a little 
a little hesitation because Tom Waller is really bringing some some real jabs his way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're right, Eddie Kingston when he speaks. I don't think anybody ever gets that personal with Eddie Kingston. No, he gets guys to kind of back down when he says stuff because, as Eddie likes to say, he's a real shooter and. Guys will be like, "Oh yeah, okay." And then, you know, he's getting some of his own. He's been getting some of his own medicine, though. If you yeah. if you go and you watch some of that stuff that happened during Jail at Weekend, the Tom Waller saying, and you know, Tom Waller um, put it out on his Twitter uh, last week. Uh, it's 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 pretty interesting stuff. And these two have had a singles match before at AIW on an Absolution, and it was brutal. And it was was it two years ago now. I believe it was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was an incredible match, you know, one worth seeking out. Uh, at Smart Mark video, uh, that's Absolution Twelve. So that match was hard hitting, and people loved that. And it was, I mean, as crazy and, and wild as it gets, without any added stipulations to it. Now the stakes are even higher. We're talking about a guy, you know, trying to have a, a career defining moment for himself that he wants. And a title that he wants, and Tom Lawler not wanting to relinquish his title because this is a title that Tom Lawler coveted and wanted for a long time. Now that he has it, he doesn't want to let it go. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I think this is going to be uh, the perfect way to he- to headline, you know, the biggest show of the year. Um, I, there's, I, I dare you to name two other big match performers in AIW than Eddie Kingston and Tom Lawler, both always over, over deliver in any situation. I was going to say, do you feel like you off the top of your head have ever had a match, an absolute title match like this at absolution where you felt like the absolute title means more to both of these guys in the match than, you know, anybody else? You know, it, it varies, honestly, like because, like, you know, like I've said on this podcast before, it's like sometimes when, like, after something is discussed, it, like, evaporates from my brain. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, so, you know, in this very moment, I'm going to say no, but that's not to discredit any other absolution made. No, what we're, we're just crediting the, the attitude, the pride that these guys have in it. Like I said, this is something that both of these guys were coveting for so long. So the fact that now they're meeting in this manner, in this way, our Absolution 14 is going to be something, folks. I, I just, I don't have words to, I guess, describe my expectations right now. And I think you're going to want to be there. If you didn't get your ticket yet, get it. It's general admission, but you're not going to have a bad seat in the house at the Odeon, even if it's standing room only. And, so, and general admission applies to the second row and back on the floor. Yeah. Uh, first come, first serve, and you know if you can find one of those nice balcony spots in the balcony, that's all. That's all up for grabs in general admission as well. Yeah, plus you'll have a full bar there, so you know get rowdy. Well, some Angelo's pizza as well for you to eat. And if you're not there, if you're not even in the vicinity of Cleveland, stream this on Fight TV because man, it's going to be worth it. I just I think the the crowd's going to be electric. The guys on the card are going to be electric. And it seems, I don't know what else to tell you. and you know, it seems like there's a lot of people that want AW to stream all the time, and it's like, well, this is the way you're gonna have to support it if you want to see a live stream. You know, like, yeah, it's 
it's the only way that we can do it and it makes financial sense for us it, it, but it needs to be it needs to be supported and if you support it i'm sure that we can twist mike burns arm to do more streams you know sure and more live things and get you know more out there uh to the world on a more consistent basis um and you know we're it's it's only 12.99 to order absolution uh, on fight tv which is it's very low (laughs) you know like it's it's lower than a lot of the even the independent wrestling pay-per-views that that you can order so and you get a replay right you get unlimited unlimited replays so you know what i mean like even even if you can't watch live please order it support it pre-order it a lot of you know the the world works on these analytics and statistics these days and a lot of their faith in us depends on the pre-sale number heading into the week uh so you know what i mean if there's if there's consistent orders throughout the week uh and especially on friday night you know we we see that big spike um it's they're going to want to they're they're going to want us to do more of these uh but it has to make it it it, it can't be you know five people <laughs> yeah. sitting at home you know like ordering it it, it has to be uh, a decent number which is a uh, we have we have to sell a few hundred at least uh to for them to want to do this on a consistent basis uh and i think that we do have the following and the support through this podcast, through social media, whatever you want to call it, I do think that there are people that are very interested in what we're doing. I think we're doing a lot of things that are different co- compared to the landscape of independent wrestling at this very moment. And uh, now's your chance to to check it out and watch it and support it and, and see it for yourself. And, you know, it's kind of like if you like what we're doing – you know, like you have to, you, you, you gotta, you, you have to show us because like, you know, if, if we're doing something and it's, it's not bringing in a, a, a fight TV order or a ticket sale, you know, it's, it, it's, it makes everything harder for us to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, for lack of better terms and adage, you know, put your money where your mouth is. If you love us, uh, you got to show it to us that way. It's not to be uh, putting that rudely, but even if you don't love us, but like, but you, you want to like, like flirt, you want to, you want to flirt with us and take us out to dinner once Buy buy this, buy yeah. this pay-per-view on Friday. Night. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, let's, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Maybe we, uh, maybe we go to a long-term relationship. You maybe we get know. invited up for coffee after the dinner. Who knows? Uh, so once again, join us in person or stream it at fight TV, Absolution 14, August the 2nd, emanating live from the historic Odeon Concert Club in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. This Friday night. This Friday night. And then we're going to the good company afterwards. Yeah. Join us there for the after party if you're in town, of course. We will not be streaming the the after party, folks. (laughs) No, we can't show that stuff. (laughs) But uh, they're going to keep the kitchen open late, as usual, for an AIW event. Uh, They only do that special for uh, AIW event nights. Uh, they keep the kitchen open and, you know, drink specials and all sorts of stuff going on. So we'll see you there or uh, you'll see us on your television or laptop, however you're going to be streaming it. 
yes you know your your device your device yeah whatever device device whatever device that is yeah and uh, other than that we will talk to you guys next week right here on the card is going to change thanks